Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Scott Johnson. He's with the podcast, What Was That Like? And I'm telling you, this guy, I don't even know if he can hear my hands rubbing together, but I am stoked to talk to this dude. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, Leslie. Well, I am stoked to talk to you as well. So good. (laughs) We're both stoked today. I'm telling you, I love your podcast. I heard about it through one of the groups that I think we're both in, and I started listening to it. And honestly, Scott, our podcast styles are very similar. I agree. We interview, yeah, we interview interesting, unique individuals and find out what the choices or what happened in their lives, how it did affect what they did, how they reacted or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love that aspect of your show. And I, I, I don't know if you heard me. I was rubbing my hands together. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But let me ask you this. What made you want to even start this podcast? Well, I became a podcast listener quite a number of years ago, like back uh, like around 2012. And mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of really unusual stories, you know? And I think right. I think that's kind of a universal thing, you know? I mean, that's what makes the TV show Inside Edition so popular because they don't do the typical six o'clock news. They find these weird stories about, uh, you yeah. know, somebody that fell off a cliff and survived or something and, and they interview that person. But then you get like a three minute interview and then that's it. Well, that's the right, kind of story right. I love to hear. But mm-hmm. I would really like to hear an in-depth, you know, like what was going through that person's mind or, you know, yes. how, what were they thinking and what exactly happened without having the limits of a radio interview or a TV news interview. So I couldn't find any show doing it like that. So I said, well, you know, mm-hmm. I had already been doing a podcast for several years. I knew how to do a podcast. So I figured I'll just, I'll just do it myself. And here wow. we are. And, and look at you now. Now you've been doing this particular one for what, a couple of years a, now? A little over a couple of years. Okay. And so are you doing another podcast as well? Or is this the only one you're no, doing? No, I do a, a podcast for my business. I have a computer services business. And that's the one I started doing. I started doing that one back in 2012. And that's just like a, mm-hmm. a, a computer related uh, podcast, tips and tricks for, for people that are not technical. And I still do that one every other week. That's just mainly to promote nice. my business. Uh, but then this one I do for, for fun. Wow. You know, it, it certainly prepared you because some of the content you have, or well, all of the content you have, I can't get off of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I have listened, literally, I've only known about your podcast, maybe, I contacted you right away, maybe two weeks Mm-hmm. And I've listened to at least, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight episodes already. That's great. Yeah. Well, the one that has stuck with me most, well, there's many, but the one that has stuck with me most is the rattlesnake mm. bite. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, Scott, I live in Texas and we have some property on our ranch and there is a rattlesnake den there and we know it. Oh man. And Those things are so scary. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And when you had the guy on and he told his story about, you know, his wife gardening and them getting ready for a barbecue and there was a snake in in the beds where his wife was and he kind of knight in shining armor chopped its head off to save his wife, threw the head on the concrete and walked away because, you know, the snake is Mm -hmm. dead. 
lo and behold, when she let the dogs out, he wanted to get rid of the snake. Dogs are going to naturally want to come up to it. And when he tried to pick the head up, the head actually jumped up and latched on to his fingers, his right hand fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And first of all, what the heck? <laughs> Second of all, what the heck? Third of all, what the heck? Right? <laughs> Don't even understand that. I'm sure that. he had the same had reaction. No yeah, <laughs> I happen to know a little bit about snakes, but I know that baby snakes are more dangerous because they let go of all their venom. Right. They don't know to savor it or right to cons- conserve it, it or regulate it. Yeah, conserve mm-hmm. it. Yes. And this snake obviously knew he was on his last leg, so when he bit this man's hand, he gave him everything. He, he got had. the full dose. Yeah. And that was much, obviously oh, much Scott. worse. And that's what really fascinated me about, about that one is, I mean, this guy goes from cleaning up the yard, getting ready to have a family barbecue, and 30 minutes later, he's literally saying goodbye to his wife and because he's he knows he's not going to oh. make it. I mean, how quickly I, life I mean, can change. It's just incredible. I, and it was scary as heck. I'm telling you, I, and I've told my, this story to my son and my husband and my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what you do. <laughs> you either destroy the head, bury it or whatever you need to do. Do not leave it out because I had no idea because he said he left about two inches of the neck on the snake. Yeah, right? not much. Yeah. And he didn't even try to pick it up. He was nudging it with a stick. And somehow it jumped or I, I don't, I still don't quite understand it, but uh, he, he ended up either. losing. I mean, the worst thing is he lost some fingers, but man, mm. they, and even when he was in the hospital, there were three different times where uh, they thought he was gone and, but they were able to bring him back. Oh yeah. yeah. And he doesn't remember it. They had to put him in a coma uh, just to get his body to just to stop reacting so quickly because his bodily functions were shutting down. All the organs were shutting yeah. down. It was fascinating and horrific, but I'm so glad he's okay now. There's probably some lifelong effects. And thank goodness his wife was a nurse. Mm, Right. Yeah, because they were kind of out in the boonies. They didn't, it's not like they were in the middle of the city and the ambulance was going to be there in five minutes. They had to actually meet the ambulance somewhere else because they're so Mm -hmm, far away. mm -hmm. Oh, it was just so, guys, if you you want to catch that episode, you got to look at that. But let me ask you about some other ones. Okay. The one that also got me was the woman who survived the uh, mass shooting. Got oh, me. Oh, um, Whitney. Um, actually, it was Cammy. Oh, the one who, the one in, in Las in Vegas. In Las Vegas, yes. Yeah, I've actually yes. had a couple of different uh, mass shootings. Uh, the one I mentioned, Whitney, she actually did get shot. But uh, oh, Cammy gosh. was, yeah, she was at the Las Vegas Music Festival in 2017. Yes, where and that, she was... Guy yes. was shooting from the hotel room. Yeah. Oh, and the nine one one calls and just the research and the way you put that together—it just—I almost felt like I was there with her. If I can ever incorporate nine one one audio in with the you know where it fits in with the story as the guest is telling the story, I love to do that because yeah, that's what, that puts you right at the scene. I mean, oh, I—it's just—it was incredible. You did such a great job on that. But let, let me ask you this: How do you find your guests? Well, uh, it's a variety of different ways. Uh, When I first started the show, I actually made a list of people, you know, in different situations who I wanted to talk to, like somebody that survived a plane Mm -hmm. crash, somebody that got struck by lightning, you know, things like that. And then I would just go online Mm -hmm. and search for those stories. And now a lot of times I'll see a news story that I know would be a good story for the show. And I'll just try to contact that person directly and see, hey, 
would you like to come and tell that story on a podcast? And and the show's popular enough now that some of my guests now are actually listeners to the show saying, hey, you know, I had something happen. Maybe you'd want to talk about this. And Absolutely. I Well, like I said, it's done so well. And yes, you've got a big audience mm-hmm. now because it's just so dang interesting. Mm-hmm. That's why I do what I do with my podcast. I want to get in their heads. I want to know what made them want to become a mortician or want to rescue pugs or want to make haunted attractions, mm-hmm. you know, it, and that's what you do. You don't just do terrible stories. Uh, you did a story on a guy who won $113,000 on Wheel of Fortune. Yes. I like to I like to throw in a happy story every once in a while. <laughs> I think we need happy stories, uh-huh. especially right and now. And sometimes those are interesting too. And I, I, every once in a while, I will get an idea for a show or I'll come across someone that I think sounds interesting, but I want to make sure it's not just that I find it interesting, but that my, my listeners would find it interesting. So I go right. into my private Facebook group and I say, okay, guys, let me get your feedback on this. I've got a chance to do this interview with this person. Would you want to hear it? And I take a poll. And, you know, if, if it's an overwhelming positive, yes, yes, we want to hear it, then I'll pursue that interview. I did that, uh, the first time I did that was with a guy who is a modern day lighthouse keeper. And I thought, wow, that would oh, be a really yeah. cool thing to hear about. What's that job like? How do you get a job like that? You know? Um, yeah. And so I did a poll. Everybody wanted to hear it. And it's, it's one of the most popular episodes now. Wow. There's so many. I just haven't had a chance to get through them. But trust me, I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy that you interviewed that preps people for prison. Mm, yeah. Crazy fascinating to me. Yeah, he had some good stories for sure. Well, just the legal system alone and how you handle it and, and the way you present yourself and the way that you, for lack of a better term, figure things out. Yeah. He's done it There's all. There's lots of yeah. kinds of tricks and, and tips that uh, that nobody, you know, he talks with people that are a lot of uh, white collar people who have been convicted of something and maybe they've never even been arrested before, but now they're looking at a few years in prison and they just want a lot of cases, somebody just to say, hey, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be as bad as you th- might think. And here's how you can work the system legally to maybe shorten your time substantially. And it's a very thoughtful way. It's not in some conniving right. way. It's a very good way for everyone around because this guy was convicted of a kind of a white collar crime, mm-hmm. was scared to death, didn't have any resources, right. didn't know what to do. And just like you and I, we started our own podcast. He started his own business uh, because he couldn't find anything that would have helped him at right. the time. And he's doing wonderfully now. Good for him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a really interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Are there any type of stories that you just won't cover? There are a few, yes. Um, I will not do anything related to the paranormal. Uh, there's a, Well, that's up my yeah, alley. But I'm going to leave that to you to cover those stories. <laughs> I won't judge so. <laughs> you for that. <laughs> um, and that's mainly because any story that I do, I verify that it actually happened. And, you know, sure. paranormal, no, you, you can't really confirm uh, a lot of that thing. So, so I don't do that. Yeah. And I don't usually do medically related stories because there's so many stories about, you know, I had this rare disease and then I, I only had a 5% survivability chance. And yet now here it is five years later and I, I made it. And uh, I'm no doubt that there was a traumatic experience for them and the main, a really big thing right. to go through. But for me, it's just not quite unusual enough for the kind of show that I do. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so funny because one of your guests, her name was actually Leslie and her house blew up. Yes. And in a flood, which is kind of an oxymoron already. Mm-hmm. And she made it on the Ellen show after all was said and done. And it's so funny because 
I was a contestant on The Ellen Show at home. Oh. I just signed up kind of honestly inadvertently. I just put a baby picture up because they were wanting baby pictures and I just clicked something and literally like a week later, they called me and said, you won? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You you were an at-home contestant and you won a $10,000 cruise. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird. And um, of course, I had little kids at that time. I'm not going to go to New Zealand and Australia, even though I would love mm-hmm. to, and take a two-week cruise. Right. So um, they asked me what I would like instead. And I said, well, can I have a week? Because at the time, they were all the rage. So I got a week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But but I was very happy with that, and it was mm-hmm. fine. So, But it's just funny how it all kind of comes full circle for me, because I was like, oh, there you go. There's Ellen doing her thing again. But another thing I wanted to ask you is, wh- who are you looking for now, like for an upcoming episode? Can you give me some kind of there hint? Are, on- yeah, there, there are a few stories that I'm looking for, uh, and some of them okay. I've been looking for for a while. I'm looking for someone who has survived falling off a cruise ship while it's underway, Uh, someone who's been the victim of a carjacking, someone Mm. who's had a small child kidnapped by a non-family member. And I've got a couple of train stories I'm looking for. If you were a passenger on a train that went over a cliff, or if you were a passenger in a car (laughs) when it was hit by a train, uh, I'd like to talk to you. And uh, there's uh, another one, um, anyone that has forgotten a baby in a car. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are going to be tragic. Oh, but it's terrible. Do you just come up with this stuff or how do you? <laughs> <laughs> this is the way my mind works. Yes, it's a little weird. But I mean, if I think about it like this, you know, I try to have episodes where you know how you subscribe to podcasts and you don't listen to every episode of every podcast. But, you know, you t- my, right. my podcast or my phone, my app updates every morning at 5 a.m. automatically and it brings in any new episodes. Sure. And, you know, you go down and I cherry pick if, you know, if it looks interesting. Well, I want people when they're looking at their phone and they see a new episode of my show, I want the reaction to be, oh, man, I've got to hear that story and oh, listen yeah. to it. So oh, yeah. that's how I kind of come up with these things. Because if I was looking at, at, at a new episode and, you know, this person was kidnapped and put into human trafficking and then rescued later, I want to hear that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that's going on. Sure. So you might actually find someone with I'm that. Sure. But the, the wow. problem with that one is a lot of those people, it was so traumatic, they, they have trouble talking about it. And I've had mm. a few people that, you know, in some cases, they can talk about it right away. I had... Travis was one of my guests, and he lost his 16-year-old son to an asthma attack. And when he came oh. on the show, when we when we did the interview, it had only been six weeks that had since had passed. Oh my goodness! And I I deliberately thought, I mean, is this? I asked him, is this too soon? We can wait. And he wanted to do it. I mean, because five minutes into the interview, he was crying, which of course it's understandably oh. just lost his son. Of but course, he his purpose was. In his son's passing, his son, Brandon, was an organ donor, and his passing meant that other people's lives were saved. So Travis wanted to really get the message out and increase awareness for organ donation. So that was his reasoning Mm. behind that. Well, and you know, it's probably pretty healing for him to talk about it at that point, if nothing else, just to do an homage to his child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I've I've had a few different guests where the story that they told on my show they told me afterward, you know, that's the first time I've ever verbally told that whole story in detail verbally to someone. 
and they found it therapeutic. Mm, Not that I'm any kind of psychologist or anything like that. I don't even pretend to be, but just getting it out, you know, it, it, it can help. Well, and you ask the kinds of questions that are still very kind, Mm -hmm. but you ask them, Mm -hmm. you go there and they're prepared. Yeah. And I I ask people, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Is there anything I shouldn't ask you about? So Mm -hmm. we can avoid those things if we can. But really most of them say, no, I'm, I'm open uh, to tell the whole story. Wow. That's incredible. Now, are any of your guests coming on to maybe promote something or is it what is Sometimes that? they are, but mm-hmm. I, I'm very clear up front with them that, you know, we can talk about your book or your podcast or something, you know, at the end of the show. But the main focus of this mm-hmm. episode is going to be the thing that happened to you. And that's right. the story. That's what people tuned into. But yeah, I have no problem, you know, at the end, if they want to say, hey, here's my website or get in touch with me or whatever, uh, that's okay. Right. It's just not the focus. Yeah. Well, some of these people, because of the things that have happened to them, they've become famous. Mm-hmm. For, uh, <laughs> or for 15 minutes anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it, it, the girl that her house exploded, I think her burning house was on a loop for, what, three or four days. Right. And she made it on the Ellen Show because the producer mm-hmm. saw it. So... And you're right, 15 minutes of fame, but she she made out very well. Ellen took very she, good care of she her. She turned out okay, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, in most cases, you really don't want to have something happen to you that qualifies you to be on my show. <laughs> no, no. Well, unless you make it on American Idol, which I know I'm about to listen to that one, mm-hmm. or you get on Shark Tank and you win Shark right. Tank or a deal on Shark yep. Tank. You know, I haven't finished that one. I, I was going to listen to that one next. Mm-hmm. And that guy was pretty young. Yeah, he was. He was a young guy. But, I mean, you'll hear when you... He's very impressive. He knows what he's talking about. He's very uh, decisive, and he knows how to present well. And, obviously, Mark Cuban liked that, and so he, he gave him a deal. Yeah, how about that Mark Cuban? He's in my neck of the woods <laughs> with the Mavs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever want to change your podcast up and I don't even know what that would mean for you you know how people say where do you want to see yourself in five years would it be like this even then or are you looking at something even more for your podcast that's a great question uh at this point I don't foresee the style of content changing but I see the content itself like right now it changes every episode because there's Mm. so many really unusual stories out there that I don't think I w- I don't right. think I'd ever run out of, of guests. It's just a matter of finding the guests and finding guests that are are willing to talk about what happened. And uh, right. that's I think that could go on for a long time. Well, I certainly could listen to it forever and that's my hope for my podcast is just to have good content and you can cherry pick some of mine because not every single episode is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Not everybody wants to hear how tragic uh, someone's life became after their child died or they lost a friend in a car accident or whatever the case may be. But there's someone out there that they're looking for that kind of story, maybe. You know, Mm -hmm. my very first episode was was with a lady named Jennifer, a young mother in Texas who accidentally caused the death of another person. And when that happened... I mean, she pulled out into an intersection, didn't mm. see the motorcycle approaching from the left. At nighttime, he hit her and he, he ended up dying two days later. And when that mm. happened, there's so, I mean, just a, a wide variety of the psychological impact of that. You know, the guilt that you feel, yes. the, the fear that you might have to go to prison. 
the financial impact of how that affects hiring an attorney and all of that stuff, the, maybe the civil suit from their, the other person's family, so many different things. Right. And when that happened, she had nowhere to turn. There was no support groups for people, even though, think about how many fatal accidents are there all over the United States every day. Right. This is a huge group of mm-hmm. people. So now, since that time, she now has her own podcast, and that's who she focuses on. She interviews people oh, who have gone wow. through something like that as, again, a therapeutic thing to you know to help them know, hey, you're not alone. You can get through this. It's just like the guy prepping people for prison mm-hmm. or... Uh, there's just nothing like it out there when their tragic thing happened. So they did it on their own and kudos to them for that. That's just, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I said before, you really truly make me feel like I'm there with them, especially with those 911 calls and the way you treat your, your guests when it is a tragic situation, you are very kind and you just let them talk. There's not a lot of talk on your end. You just let them talk. A lot of times they cry Mm -hmm. And, and it's, I think it's kind of sad, but it's still very, I think you're right. It's still very therapeutic for them and could help someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're trying to do here. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) there's a fine line between listening and hearing someone tell a very traumatic story, Mm. but I don't want to cross the line and be exploitative or shock value, that kind of thing. Mm -mm. So that's why I let them. I think that was my point. Yes. I I, I try Mm -hmm. to let them just tell the story in their own words. I mean, sometimes I'll jump in with a question or for clarification or to try to, you know, make sure the conversation is going the way it's supposed to be going. But for the most mm-hmm. part, if someone can just tell their story and get it all out there, that's that's my goal. Right, right. Scott, has there been any episode you've done that has just really stuck with you, that you really have just walked away, even maybe finished editing, that really stuck with you? Made you think about it. Yeah, there's one, it's called, uh, it's, it was a man named Eric. And he he and his wife were sleeping one night. And this was actually near here where I live, in St. Petersburg, Florida. And they, they heard mm-hmm. a banging out on their porch. And they had sliding glass doors. And they went out there, he went out there, and there was a man banging on the sliding glass doors. He thought he was going to knock them oh, wow. down. This was like two in the morning, three in the morning. And for that episode... It turns out that man had, he had recently escaped from a nearby, like a halfway house. And he had actually gone to three other houses prior to coming to Eric's house, doing the same thing. And each, all three of those houses, including Eric, had called 911. And I was able to get all three 911 audio. And so as Eric was telling the story, he said, okay. And he went to the first house and started banging on the door and screaming. And I played the audio from that 911. And then I played it successfully for each one until he got to Eric's house. And then that story did not have a happy ending. The guy, he thought he had walked away and left, but it turns out the guy had gone around. He he broke in a bedroom window and he was partially Mm. through the window, climbing into the bedroom and Eric had to, um, he had, his only weapon was a knife, and he, he oh, had wow. to, to stab him. The guy ran off, but he only made it a, a block or two before he before he died. But Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. When you hear a story like that, you mean, I mean, everyone is, at night, is at home and sleeping, and that could, that yeah. could have happened to anyone. And That's just incredible. I That's just something that could happen, you're right, to anyone, mm-hmm. just any time, especially at night when you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. You're sleeping, 
your family's there. And it's something that no wow. one ever expects to have it happen to you. No. You know? No, not at all. That's just... It would stick with me too. And like I said, the one that stuck with me for sure was the rattlesnake one, just because we have mm-hmm. a rattlesnake den <laughs> at our property. And I'm telling you, it's it, we hardly ever see snakes and, and they don't really approach you much. I right. mean, there's some, something must have happened with them particularly where that snake was protecting something right. Right. for it to be that aggressive. Because I, I know they can get aggressive. I don't think they normally are that aggressive. Right. But you have been just amazing to talk to. And well, I've enjoyed I, it. I may have to have you back because there's so many other stories that I may have to say, Scott, explain this one to me because uh, I don't know how the heck you got this person. <laughs> it's just like the 911 calls. How do you get those? I mean, how do you get all that stuff? Uh, it's different for every jurisdiction. You know, every county or every city, they, they have different rules. In some cases, like here locally, if I try to get a 911 call, I can get it as long as there's no medical information because of the HIPAA requirements. But even if someone, like recently we had someone who accidentally shot a person right there. They were just showing him a gun in a house and shot him right in the chest. And Mm. I could not get that 911 call because of medical information. And the medical information was on the phone. They asked if he was bleeding and he said yes. And that's considered privileged or confidential medical information. So I couldn't get that one. But in other cases, like if if something happens in Tennessee, I can't request it because I'm in Florida, but I can have someone in Tennessee request it and then send it to me. And in other places, all I do is call up and say, yep, we've got that. What's your address? And they send it to me. So it's different everywhere, but um, you just got to kind of know how to work that system. I'm impressed. I may say, hey, how do I get around this in, in the right mm-hmm. way? Uh, I'll just be calling you, Scott. Cause right. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Scott, listen, mm-hmm. tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what the name of your podcast is sure. again. I'm on almost all social media. Uh, Instagram, I post something new and different almost every day, as well as, of course, the uh, when a new podcast episode comes out. And uh, my Instagram is what was that like? And I'm on Twitter. and But the main thing is, if they go to my website, it's got the links to all my mm-hmm. social media, all the places you can find me, including Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher. You know, I'm on all of those. And the website is very simple. It's whatwasthatlike.com. Perfect. You have been an absolute joy. And I so appreciate you giving me your time tonight, Scott. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. And uh, looking forward to hearing more of your episodes. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.